Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Steve and with me today is... Teresa. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in our daily walk of faith and journeying towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as what Jesus is teaching us on our journey of faith. And uh, I'm realizing that as I read that, you're supposed to read that because now I'm going to tell you what we're talking about rather than you ask me what we're talking about. We got that backwards, but that's okay. Now, today we're talking about... Well, you do like to talk more than I, I do for the really most part. I really do. I really do. It's heavy on the Steve. Yeah. It's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, we're, ta- we're talking about uh, <laughs> Jesus, and uh, we've been going through Jesus and some of the major stories that uh, that he is, is written about him in the Gospels, and today we're going to look at that time that he went to a wedding with his mom and turned some water into wine because some people didn't have enough wine for the wedding, and right. uh, there's, we're going to unpack some of that stuff, and uh, before some of you get too up in arms... This isn't a podcast about alcohol this time. Uh, this time? We, well, we might get there oh. a different time. We <laughs> okay. might talk about alcohol and the Christian and behavior and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I see. This story's not really... It's not a, It's not really about, about that. There is wine in the story. Well, it was Jesus' first yeah. miracle, was it not? We're going to read and find out. So John okay. chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Can you read that for us? Absolutely. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does that have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water now, sorry, when the master of the feast tasted the water now became wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water did know. The master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, but when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee, and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we get this first story, and uh, there are so many layers to kind of try to, to unpack in all of this. But uh, one of the first things, really, that we need to think about is of all the symbols that God uses to represent his relationship with us, marriage is actually one of the most frequently uh, frequently used, right? Jesus calls himself the bridegroom, right. calls the church the bride. Uh, he talks about this metaphor oftentimes in scripture of the groom pursuing the bride. Uh, the, you know, there's this wooing kind of thing. Uh, but unlike traditional wedding vows, right. our relationship with Jesus as the bridegroom doesn't end with death, right? He's actually, it's an eternal kind of thing. So as we kind of unpack this, there's a bit of wedding imagery, there's a bit of wine imagery, and there's a bit of Jesus and Mary, his mother, and the changing of Hmm. the relationship here. I can Um, just imagine, you know, we, we have two sons. I forgot that the dog was in here. <laughs> and you just she's annoyed her and made her move. I don't she's annoyed. Noisy. A noisy, noisy uh, well, dog. Well, she's... Yeah. I think it's Anyway, warm. sorry. 
Um, I can just imagine how, you know, as a mother, you're like, go up to your son, put your arm in his arm and kind of be like, okay, like they have no wine. I know, I know you can fix this. Can you just fix this? Like these are good friends of ours. We're all here. Can you just make this good? Can you just make this right? Oh yeah. We're that seeing that we're, we're, we're actually going to unpack that because our first little (laughs) bit here is this first four verses, right? So from the third day of the wedding took place, uh, Jesus' mother is there. Jesus and the disciples are there. The wine runs out. Mary says, they don't have any wine. Right. And Jesus says, woman, <laughs> don't tell me about it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, I love how, like, I know that in the, like, we've been doing a lot of word usage in Greek mm-hmm. and, like, would he not call her mom or like no? You know, there's a reason. Mother? There's a yeah. reason for this, right? Okay, so, that's what I want to so know. So here's here's some thoughts. I'm gonna throw some some names at you. Some guys that have written stuff. So Barclay was a guy who wrote lots of commentaries. Uh, William Barclay, uh, and he was well known or, or well re, well thought of in uh, contextualizing what what mm. actual Jewish life. Okay. Uh, in Jesus' time, would have been like, yeah, yeah. and uh, he's the he's the one that kind of says, by this time, you would assume mm-hmm. Joseph is dead. Oh, okay. We never hear about him afterwards. Oh, that's true, actually. Right, and you're at a wedding where a son is there, but a mother but is there, but not. a father isn't. Right. Um, so they probably didn't travel a super long okay, way. Okay, so Mary's like, a little right? bit older. So, so well, she was well, pretty young. Yeah, she was she young. Jesus. She, put, she would. She'd be like forty. Five-ish. So that's so young still, yes. Right? Um, but the idea here is Jesus is saying, it's not yet my time. Right. And Mary is putting this request to him. I love how he's like, what does that have to do with me? Yeah. But Mary also knows her son. Yes. God said, this is my child. Yeah. I have great things. Uh, when she saw Elizabeth, John yeah. the Baptist, uh, baptizer in in in, in the, the womb, leaps for joy. Right. Uh, Mary knew all these things. She treasured these things in her heart. It yep. says, yeah. The when he's around the age of twelve, the, that moment where he's teaching in the father's house, and says, like, I have to be about my father's business. I'm not coming home with you guys. Like, I got stuff yeah. to do. I have and other now, things. Now, eighteen years hmm. have passed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Joseph was alive then. Right. He's not likely alive now. Yeah, we don't and the know. idea here is Jesus' siblings are probably old enough that they can look after themselves. Okay. Right? But they, at 45, Mary wouldn't need looking after other than well, if you, she is I a mean, widow. Still, then her, she would yeah, be a she widow, would need right? to be So somebody, he is the oldest son. Way. His job was to care for the family. Right. He probably was doing that. Right. Keeping Joseph's business alive, feeding the family, doing the hard work of being the man of the house mm. kind of thing mm. as a son. And now he's hit this spot where it says his time, Jesus says, my hour has not yet come. Right. And I think, you know, Barkley kind of looks at it and says, this is maybe Mary actually nudging Jesus saying, yes, it has. It's, it's come. Like it's, you're, you're a man it's already. Time. It's yeah. time. So yeah. we don't really know who the wedding is, who it is. Um, but Barkley's looking at it going, this is because the family could probably survive if he went to do the work he was meant mm. to do now. Right, right. Right? Um, siblings are old enough. Mary's, you know, older, established. established. It was probably okay. Yeah. Um, and then you run into this reality that the relationship between Jesus and Mary has changed. Mm. 
This wasn't mom, leave me alone. This yeah. was woman. Yeah. So the, the translation, and I had to giggle at this one because okay. around our house, I have my wife and I have our daughter. And uh, when I'm not, not annoyed, but when yeah, I'm, never. but when I'm more, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not, not super happy about what's going on. What, what do I say? Annoyed is a good word. I for say, that. Hey lady. Yeah, you do. <laughs> This is the translator. You like just said your daughter more than me. The though. translators well, actually say this the same way. It would be like saying, hey, lady, <laughs> in, lady, in today's world. This is Jesus looking at his mom and saying, oh, yeah, the mom's son thing, you don't, we're not doing this You this don't need way. to play your trump card. You, you don't get to, and I think this is important for some people to hear, Okay. you don't get to direct me like mom hmm. in my divinity. Yeah. You, that's not happening. You're just That's hey, got to be hard for Mary, You're though. just hey woman. Like, it's hard for any mom when their son grows up. But yeah. for Mary, having the son of God as her son... <laughs> this, is a, this, is a, this is a big transformation, right? Now, the wedding, we all know, if you've heard the story before, if you've heard anybody work their way through the passage, we know that if the wine runs out, it's a massive embarrassment to the yes, family. Yes, that's right. It's, it's like saying you don't care about your guests. You couldn't possibly want to fulfill their needs um they could have been poor and not had much and the Mm -hmm. party was just really good it could have they could have been wealthy and kind of stingy we don't know right um but what we do know is the wine didn't last and they didn't know Mm. what to do they didn't have a backup they're panicking right um boyce uh james montgomery boyce a, a theologian he's written a few uh big big thick books on systematic theologies he says to run out of wine was equal to running out of joy. Interesting. Because in scripture, the abundance of wine is the joy of the Lord. That's right. Right? So to run out of wine at a wedding with Jesus Mm. means where you find your joy is gone. Mm. So now we need Jesus to give us the joy. And he does. And he does. He provides the joy. Hmm. And... uh, um, one other thing that kind of came out from all of these guys that I was reading through is Jesus doesn't wreck the good times. Um, <laughs> some of us in the church need to hear that. That's fair. Um, Jesus was at a wedding yep. that was a little bit of a rager. Uh, the bar was open and empty by the time he actually was asked to do something about it. And rather than say, how dare you? Yeah. I mean, he said that to his mom. Well, it was more probably like, why are you asking yeah, like, me this? This isn't what I planned. It's not my time. I'm here just to... But yet him in being God would have known that it was coming. But he didn't end the party. Yeah. He 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 stayed there to the end. Now, you know, uh, I don't tell a whole lot of people all the stories of my life, but one of the things... Because I Yeah, there's some crazy ones, but some of the things that uh, uh, I take great joy in is when I can go out with the guys at night and... We've, you know, it's when I lived in, uh, pastoring in the last church, uh, me and one guy, we would go out at night and we would go to the pub for wing night Yeah. and, uh, we weren't drinking, we weren't getting drunk, but we would be the last people there. Oh. And he used to always joke, like, I, I can't believe that I'm shutting down the pub with the pastor. And it's like, well, like we're supposed to be able to have a good time. Like right. sit down together in relationship and enjoy one another's pleasure, the company and pleasure, uh, because that's what we are like. We're going to well, spend eternity wings. Wings are doing that. Yeah, wings, salt and pepper wings are the best. Um, 
or really, really hot ones. Yes, um, that's fair. But Jesus didn't end the good times in this no. story. Right. He actually facilitated continuing yeah. them out of no obligation of himself. Right. This was a total grace kind of moment for him. And then you hit, uh, you know, that kind of takes us to verses one through four with a bit of bit of understanding. And then we hit verse five, right? Where suddenly it, it kind of changes. And Mary doesn't seem to have permission to say this. No, as I was reading that, I was like, <laughs> I love Jen it. But just kind of like... looks at the servant and says, do whatever he says. <laughs> That's such a mom thing though, but, hey? Like, yeah. Oh, so Mary doesn't quite hear, right? And this is, this would be human nature. Oh yeah. I'm not done being your mom. I don't care yeah. that you're 30. That's right. Right? You're my kid. And you're my kid. You're and always going to be my kid. Like I would like, so maybe this is one of Mary's relatives and this affront mm-hmm. would be partly hers because maybe that's just the way it is. So maybe this mm-hmm. is like she's an aunt or something. Like, I don't know. And, or even and just a close friend. And close friend, whatever. Enough. But Mary looks at the looks at the people and says, do what he says. So yeah. it tells us two things. She's not done being his mom. Yeah. But she clearly knows what Jesus can do. Clearly. She clearly believes that in this moment, the middle of the night with a wedding party that has no wine, hmm. her son can solve this problem. Yeah. Something inside of her says he can do it. He is the one that is going to be able to, to continue this and, and, you know, do whatever he tells you. Um, hmm. that's, a, that's a big step of obedience for these servants because they would have been looking at it going, if we can't produce some wine. Right, we're in trouble. We're in trouble, right? Yeah. And. And one of the applications that you can kind of take out of this is, like, what does God, how does God bring you through hard hardships? Hmm. Like, oftentimes we're, we're confronted with problems that have to be dealt. So, yeah. you know, full disclosure, uh, Teresa and I currently don't own <laughs> a working vehicle. <laughs> oh, I got to put that out there because, like that. Because, because somebody was driving a vehicle and, and the motor somebody. blew up and then somebody was driving a, same the other somebody. Vehicle, same somebody was driving a vehicle a, a few weeks later and blew up another motor while he was on the way to go get a new I, motor I for the other it vehicle. Wasn't said person's <laughs> fault. I think it just was Mine. that was hey, the me. end of the life me. of those motors. Uh, yeah. I mean the one vehicle is older than all of our kids. So like come on. Yeah. No, is, I mean yes. It, it was is, just it, you loved it. It is a twenty five year old truck. Yes. Um, but, but then, you know, now we sit in this, we sit in this place where, um, neither one of us really wants to go get a new vehicle. I just don't. And we, we absolutely can. It's not a problem. We have to just go do it. I just want one And sometimes that's exactly what has to happen. Here is Mary saying, just do what he says. Just do it. Just do it. Just like sometimes obedience comes down to just, just do what Jesus says. Yeah. Uh, and which like, is a seriously. good thing. Every his servants, I know you're freaking out because there's no more wine. Just do what he says; it'll be okay. It's probably not going to make any sense, but just do it. Likely not going to make any <laughs> right? sense. Not the whole probably right? not. So then we get down to to uh, you know verses um, seven to ten. Yep. If I can get my phone to open up, Jesus right? Fill the, the jars with yep. the water. Yep. Fill them to the brim. Um, now take some out to the to the. Headmaster, mm-hmm. and they did. And when they did, when he tasted the wine or water after it had become wine, he did not know where it came from. Uh, though the servants who had drawn the water yeah. knew, and then he called the groom. Right, this turns into everybody's got to get involved, and That's told them everyone sets out the first wine first, and the people are drunk, and then the inferior. But you've kept the fine wine until now. So first off, I love well, how it says right in there. It, well, it just says after they have drunk freely. They didn't say they are drunk, but obviously that is what it is implying. Uh, yeah, 
the CSB says are drunk. I was reading the CSB. Oh, You're reading the ESB says drank freely. Drank freely. Uh, drunk freely. Drunk freely. Um, this is where this is where this is where people fixate, hmm. and it's not what the story is about. Um, wine is at the wedding. Everybody kind of pretty much agrees that at at uh, uh, as the Jewish people were a conquered people by Roman law, yeah, um, they by law had to dilute their wine because the Romans didn't want drunkenness okay. to be a problem to police. All right. For lack of a better term to say it. So they were forced to dilute wine at a one uh, one part wine, two parts water. I knew they did it. I didn't know that's why. At a minimum, right? So, oh, gross. So, so it's like the watered-down well, juice we used to give our kids when they were little. Yeah, kind of. But if your wine back then had the same kind of alcohol content as it does now, you would be drinking wine that has about the same power as beer right now. So that makes sense. Interesting. So still completely. Do you think it was though? I don't know. Can still still completely able if it worked that way to get drunk on it. I don't know. There's really no biblical thing that says how long did they ferment this stuff for. Yeah, that's fair. And that's how you get the alcohol content plus the sugars and all that blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Yeah, I don't know how that works. It's not. That's the not what mathematical. the mathematical. That's not what the point is. Equation. The point here is the 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 headmaster of the banquet says. Where did you get this from? Yeah, this is this the best. is the best stuff. Yeah, people don't save the best to the end, and by best it doesn't mean more alcoholic. By best it means it tastes better. Yeah, it it's better. It's got better flavor. It's got better smell. It's got it's better. Yeah. It's better wine. And also remember, these people had already been drinking, so yeah. for them to <laughs> understand that they've already got something better than what they've already drank all of. Yeah. Um, you can assume that maybe their palates aren't the, the, you know, the cleanest at the moment. So this stuff had to be hmm. substantially better than yeah. what they were used right. to. And Jesus made it. So one of the things that you can take away from this is the same power that makes the grapes and provides the juice and, and, and causes the fermenting and the, hmm. the chemical reaction when you put all that stuff together to make wine over, you know, months, over weeks, time. years. <laughs> Yeah, decades. Just did it in moments. Yeah. Filled it up with water Hmm. to the brim so that nobody can say that I added something or there was some kind of trickiness or we didn't do this half and half water with wine. This was water, 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 nothing else. And the servants did it. Jesus wasn't, didn't have his hands in there to do anything so that people could say, hey, he did something when we weren't looking. This was, you put the water in there. Yeah. You take some of it to them. You watch them drink it. And then we'll see what happens. This is miraculous, right? Yeah. Jesus isn't trying to trick us with his abilities and to, to, to reach into our world and do the miraculous. He isn't trying to be like, you know, a slick wizard or magician or, a, or an illusionist or whatever, no, however no. you want to say this. Right. This is the reality of our Savior who has mm. divine power and authority mm. in this world for our betterment. Yeah. Right? Like he literally wants us to have a better wedding feast mm. to the point where, well, this person to make it have a better wedding feast. So he may, gives them better wine. Right. So that they can celebrate longer. Yeah. So that they can enter into the bonds of marriage, which being in the bonds of marriage help you to understand what it means to be in the family of God. Once you understand you're being in, in the family of God, you understand how we're supposed to act in the midst of all of that. Right. This is what discipleship is actually about is being a good bride, 
right? Mm. It's not just about the bridegroom having to do everything, but it is also about us being a good bride. Yeah. And you don't learn those things until you enter into them. It's just part of the way it, it works out. Hmm. Then you get all the way down to verse 11, which, again, I'm reading from the CSV. Uh, it says, Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee. He revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Um, I find that interesting that that's where it says the disciples, they've already given up everything to follow him. Yeah, but see, that was a thing, right? That was a deal in 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 Jewish culture was there were rabbis that had followings. John had a group yeah, of people, right. right? There was, yeah, yeah. there would, they would follow these different schools of thought, but all of a sudden there's something different about what he did here. Mm-hmm. There's something, the way that this happened, the disciples are to looking, looking at it going, Hey, this is, this is a miracle with yeah. some pretty dramatic results. Uh, this is a miracle that says, Hey, the joy of the Lord and the kingdom of God has come near, and that's seen in the abundance of wine. Hmm. And so they're starting to see this Jesus is different. This Jesus actually has some, has the power and authority that he's alluding that he has. Hmm. He might actually have it. Right. And so now they're starting to say, Wait a minute. Hey, we want to we want to follow this guy and figure him out some more. This is what discipleship is actually about. It, it's following Jesus and figuring out more about him. Even when you've already surrendered your heart to him or he's revealed himself so that you can say that you're a believer in Jesus, Mm -hmm. that he's transformed you with his power and authority, we still have to walk with him and figure it out. We still have to learn and journey and work through all of these things. That's why you don't just read the Bible once and go, got it. Yeah, that's not work. We have to keep going back through it. That's why we continue to pray day in and day out. it's a process that we learn. It's, it's a habitual thing that we keep going. The water was just water when it started, right? Juice is just juice. Yeah. In the end, the wine is wine. Yeah. So we don't want to argue with scripture about what's going on here. But the reality is it didn't matter if it was high content alcohol or they were getting drunk or whether we would call it Welch's juice or whatever. <laughs> they, call it. <laughs> they called it wine in the Bible, so we can assume it's wine. Yeah. If it's alcohol. the watered down wine the way the Romans were telling them to do it and was the cultural norm at the time, that's what it was. If it was high test, huge octane, grossly fermented stuff, uh tipping my hand as to whether or not I like grossly fermented wine, I don't. Um it doesn't matter. No. The point is Jesus made something better than any man could do. Mm-hmm. Because He's the sovereign Lord. He's the one that's got all of that in his hand, right? Uh, It was good wine, and it means it tasted good. It was high quality. It smelled right. It was perfect. And that's what Jesus is at work doing, is perfecting each of us in what we do and how we think and how we act as he's at work in us through the Holy Spirit. And, And the whole idea of the wine appearing first as his first miracle This is Jesus saying, the kingdom of God has come near, Mm, and the joy of the Lord has come near. Has come near, yeah. Pay attention to that. That's what we seek, is the joy of the Lord. This is what I'm going to be revealing. And the kingdom of God. Mm. Well, guys, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. 
As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day, and I hope you can join us next time. Until next time.